You're listening to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. I have a question for you. Are you feeling overwhelmed by the college recruiting process? You have come to the right place. Jill will bring you expert tips and interviews with special guests to help you take a deep breath and know, yes, you are moving in the right direction to find your college team. After this podcast, don't forget to head to Jill's shop page to purchase her two guidebooks that will make everything in college recruiting much more clear and simple. Let's get started. Hi, Suzanne. Welcome to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. Hi. Yeah. So I thought, um, JH Girls today and uh, parents, it would be really neat to hear from an owner of a club. This club happens to be in California, Southern California. And I met Suzanne, um, gosh, it's been like five, six years ago now, maybe. And I believe you contacted me about working with some of your girls. And I think I came and did a parent um, session, didn't I? Yes. That's right. In your little gym there. And um, you guys have produced some really good gymnasts. So um, I'm excited to have you on our podcast today and just kind of giving the parents and the girls a perspective from an owner of a gym. And I just really respect you. I respect what... um, I see when I was in your gym, I saw when I was in your gym and from your families and how much I can tell you are a close knit group and that you really care about your gym and that you really care about your families. So that really resonates. I do hear that from you and see that from you a lot. So Suzanne, would you like to share just a little bit of your background on um, how you, let's see, how you got into gymnastics sure I um it's it's kind of a funny story I was a high level competitive gymnast back in the 80s and I competed in Southern California ended up retiring when I was about 16 from injuries but I um have such fond memories of gymnastics and I really think it kind of shaped who I am today Mm -hmm. which is kind of cool because it's kind of a never give up attitude Um, before I owned a gym, I had a career. I was in the commercial interior design business for 20 years. So I'm an interior designer, which had nothing to do with gymnastics. Okay. You want to hear a funny story? That was what I wanted to major in and do in college. That was no way. Yeah. And here I end up never doing that, but coaching. (laughs) I I loved it. It's great. It's a hundred percent different than owning a gym for sure. Um, and I still do it on the side, but Not so much now because I'm so busy owning a gym, but it's kind of my hobby. Mm -hmm. And I have two kids. I have a 21-year-old son who's actually severely special needs. So could be where a lot of my compassion comes from. And um, he lives with us and he requires 100% supervision. And I have an 18-year-old, almost 19-year-old daughter this week um, in her freshman year in college in Chicago. At a university. Oh, she's in Chicago. Great. Yeah. So she's in Chicago doing well. And she was a high level gymnast. Yeah. And um, I can't remember. It was the question how I got into owning a gym or. Yeah. 
Okay. So she was about nine or 10 and she was training at a perfectly fine gym, mm -hmm. but they didn't have the tools and the equipment and the pits and everything that you need to train high level skills. And she was starting to train high level skills. And it started to, I started to remember about me vaulting into a pit thinking, there's no way I would have been flipping without a pit because it, it's, it, it, you know, it's dangerous. So I was approached by, it wasn't my dream to own a gym. Mm -hmm. I was approached by a couple, a couple people that were considering opening a gym and it ended up making sense. I had the experience from owning a gym. I had a daughter that wanted to continue in gymnastics. And I also had the time because I had retired from my corporate job. Okay. Not retired. I shouldn't say retired. I was young. I, I didn't retire. I had taken a break to raise my kids and to be with my kids and focus on taking care of my son and my daughter with my husband. So, and I've been married for 27 years. Wow, that's great. So, <laughs> so great. Yeah. So I ended up uh, getting into owning a gym and it wasn't really, it wasn't going to be me to run the gym. But circumstances happened and uh, it made most sense for me to kind of take the reins on day-to-day -day activities in the gym, along with my other business partner. We have, I have three and my other business partner, one of them is the head coach. So along with coaching and running the gym is what I do, but I'm not a full-time coach. I mainly run the gym. I have so much compassion for gym owners because it's you have to really wear a lot of hats and um there's you know i mean i had my own experience as an athlete and then when being in gyms and recruiting all those years um i worked at a gym for a while a couple of gyms um and there's just a lot involved business-wise but then there's a lot of parent, parent people skills that's needed education and then the coaches um, and then you have all the athletes. So, you know, there's, it's, it's kind of like owning JH Consulting. I mean, you're just wearing a lot of hats. And so I can only imagine the challenges um, that you have. So there's three owners, but you're the hands-on, really the one in the gym. Uh, Myself and, and uh, my business partner, Chris, who's also in the yeah, gym. Chris. Yeah. Right. Okay. I didn't realize yeah. you did. Perfect. Okay. So, um, what is the most rewarding part for you in owning a gymnastics club? Well, that part's, that part's easy for me. Um, definitely seeing the, when, when you like, so we're 10 years in, so I've seen three-year-old girls go from just learning gymnastics to, I, I get a little teary when I talk about this, three-year-old girls. Yeah all the way to now they're, you know, they're, well, let's say five-year-old to 15 and six-year-old to 16. And we have no graduating seniors this year. So it'll be a little easier of a banquet and a yeah. end of the season because I don't have to say goodbye this year, but yeah. seeing them go from little girls to young women that are, un it's unbelievable to me of what they've done as far as like growing mentally, growing as an athlete, you know, in, in, to me, the hardest sport in the world, I think it's, it's really one of the hardest sports in the world. And for them to 
become who they are. I just the other day, this was a crazy thing. One of the girls that actually I coached when she was three, much before I owned a gym, I was coaching kind of on the side back then, just for, for kind of more fun to get me in a gym. And I, um, she, she's level 10 and she's now, uh, 16. Uh, she went and did her series and it's a back handspring layout and, um, she's a beautiful gymnast and she absolutely missed the beam and split it. And she came down. She didn't cry. She could tell she wanted to, she got off. She got some chalk. No one said anything. We said, are you okay? you know, I made sure she was okay. And I happened to be there that day and she walked over the talk and she stood there for a few minutes, didn't say anything. And I said again, are you okay? Do you need some ice? Anything? No, I'm good. She got back up on the beam and did it again. And I, I actually was amazed because I've known this girl for so long and the toughness that she has. And then she said, okay, I'm done and left the event. You know, she's like, she just wanted it do it one more time and be done. And nobody told her to. So that like, she has that in her, which to me was amazing. So the rewarding part for me is just seeing these girls become these like, like just great young women that it's like unstoppable for them. And they, you know, they, they're amazing and their discipline and they're, you know, seeing their friendships and their support with one another. It's so rewarding. It's not about me. It's about them. It's just watching them grow and seeing them like all of her teammates saying, are you okay? And she said, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. It hurt a little, but I'm fine. You know, of course, if she wasn't, she wouldn't have done it, but. Yeah. You know, I, I say this a lot and I totally believe it that I feel like, like you're describing that when parents have kids at your gym or they hire JH Consulting, it's like such a privilege to work with these families. Totally. Because we know how hard and how much time and sacrifice they're putting into this sport and to be a part of their journey in life, I think is a huge a, a privilege. It's an honor. Actually. Total honor. Absolutely. Right. It is about them. And I thought that was interesting that you said, you know, you brought up that example and we, you and I did not speak on this before we got on here, but you know, there are some situations where girls are in where they would have split the beam and no one would have come up to them. They would have been treated more like, um, you know, deal with it or just get back up there on their own. They would have had to walk over to a coach. Yeah. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but I hear these stories. I experience these kind of things myself. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just so thankful that you're, you know, what you just described is a really good example to parents. Oh, like, good. <laughs> you want a coach that, uh, or an owner that goes right up and checks in. How you doing? You know, brings the ice. Well, I think of my daughter who split the beam many times, right? And I, I tried not to be around when my daughter was around because that doesn't ever really work in a good dynamic, right? Yeah. For me, at least. And I know what I want would want for her. I would want someone to say, are you okay? Do you yeah. need to go take a break? Do you need to get some water? Yeah. Do you need to be done with the event for the day? Right. And I, that's what I do. I, I know what it's like to be a parent. And I think that that really helps being a parent to understand mm -hmm. how you would want your kids treated. 
Now, do you have important. meetings with girls when they come to your gym, maybe switch gyms, come to your gym for the first time? Do you actually sit down and share your philosophy as an owner? And do parents get to hear all this? We do. We have we have a meeting with them. Chris and I usually, I mean, always sit down with new, if, if it's a high level girl coming to our gym and we sit down and we go through our philosophy of how we're, you know, first and foremost, girls have to be happy. They have to enjoy what they're doing. Why work all those hours every week if you don't like what you're doing and if you're not happy? So our philosophy is they have to be happy first. They have to be having fun. And then the hard work will come if they're happy. And we do sit down and we have a handbook and we go through all of this. And oh, I don't like just to hand someone a handbook and have them read it. I like to meet right. with them and right. they need to hear our philosophy and our right. community because our community is special. And I want that that was part of opening a gym or part of me agreeing to do it was that maybe it's time for me to make a difference or all, Chris and I and our other owner to make a difference that is a is a positive thing for a sport like gymnastics especially because I saw my daughter go through it and how demanding it is it's hard and I went through it and I went through it at a different time right I love how you use the word community I think that's neat that you see your team your people at the gym as a community you know I was just on a call with a new JH girl and she was nervous to tell her club coach that they had hired us or hired me and I told her, I said, it's like, you're in the middle and we're all surrounding you. Your coach is there needing, you need him for certain things. Me as an advisor, your parents, your guidance counselor, all the people are needed, you know, I think in the recruiting process. And I'm sure you hear that or see that even in, um, you know, your club in that you can't be all things to all people in that gym, but you surround them with a community of people who you've picked to have an impact on every single child's life in that facility, right? Completely. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, we just um, were bringing back, we had a um, PT coming in, a physical therapist, coming in to work with our girls for conditioning once a week. Yeah. And we, during, after, you know, cause COVID happened. So, and we're in Los Angeles area. So yeah. that's really, really, it was tough for us for training because we, really we're not in the gym very much for 2020. And so we're just now bringing in a really high level, great physical therapist that that is gonna be working with our girls to do injury prevention. And I think that's just part of the team. It's like the whole team, it's the, it's the girls, it's the parents and it's the coaches all working as a team together. And we try to really instill that with our team coaches that it takes all three of us we parents are going to going to give you input and you have to listen and the girls are going to give you input and you have to listen and we as coaches have to bring that all together because it's our job right. and it's our job to mentor these girls and to to you know like you said i'm so honored to be in their lives and all coaches should fe should feel that way yes. that we're honored to be in these young people's lives that we're help forming because yes. it's so important so beyond those amazing um, items, what would you say is the most challenging part for you <laughs> in owning a gym? That, that, Be honest, yeah. Okay. That's a hard one. So I would say that the most challenging part is accepting that you can't make everyone happy mm. and that 
you can't make people do things the way you would do them. Hmm. And you have to be accepting that people have their own way of doing things. And just because they're different doesn't mean they're wrong. And that maybe has taken, you know, maturity, being a parent, uh, owning a business for 10 years that right. you, you just have to accept certain things. But that being said, you don't have to accept bad things. So I think um, staffing is always going to be challenging because you are always trying to better yourselves, better your staff, have, you know, them give them the tools that they need to grow because a lot of times you hire young people and you, you know, I feel like a, as a business owner, it's my job to give them tools. Mm -hmm. I have to give them tools and I have to mentor in them mm -hmm. as I have been mentored in my life by others that have hired me. So um, it's challenging because you want people to always put their best selves forward, but sometimes you have to give them the tools and give them a second chance to do that, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, that's and then also the parents are dealing with parents, not dealing with parents because I love the parents and I'm a parent, so I get it. Um, it's hard because you, you want to make them happy and you want their girls to be happy and you want the staff to be happy, but there is that whole team that needs to come together and it's challenging sometimes. Right. So not everyone gets their way, like, yeah. juggling, you know, a lot of different people's needs. Uh, I totally get that. So what would you say are the most important qualities you look for when you hire um, coaches? Okay, well, this has changed over the last 10 years as, um, as, a, as a business matures and mm -hmm. uh, seeing the needs of the community and your gym community change. Right. Um, I would say that in the beginning, it was more about getting people that were knowledgeable and technical about gymnastics and knowing what they were doing and making sure we were teaching the basics correctly and, and um, having coaches that knew gymnastics. And it has evolved to, that's really important still, but it's evolved into, um, I ask, how would you deal with this situation? situation? And what would your reaction be to a parent saying this? And what would your reaction be to a girl saying this? Or, you know, understanding that other people have needs and it's not just about winning. And I think that um, it's important to remember that it's not really about winning, it's about the experience. And even though winning is fun and everybody likes it, and ultimately the girls feel successful when they win, it's more about the overall experience. So I think empathy is like, first thing I look at, can, do they have empathy? Can they understand where parents are coming from? Can they understand where girls are coming from? Can they understand a mental block and how to get through it? Can they be okay with the mental blocks and understand that it's going to happen and like, how do we deal with it the best we can and what it, it like I look at coaches if they can you know if they can really understand that and grasp that because it's it's hard it's hard as a coach mm -hmm. so seeing those qualities in people is really important and making sure they have a balance too you don't want them just to be gymnastics they have to have a 
all of us have to have a balance of work and outside the gym. Yeah. So next question would be, how do you lead your team once you get your team in place? And I'm sure you hope they stay for a long time when it's going well, and then you have come and go, but how do you lead your team of coaches? Well, Chris and I work really, really well together as far as we, like, I think communication is 100% the most important thing. Yeah. We didn't always do this in the beginning, but for the last five years and through COVID and now, if we meet, we have regularly scheduled team coaches meetings. We, you know, the agenda is always different. We're always talking about, you know, who's doing what, what girls need what, you know, who's struggling with, you know, and all the way from our little level threes, all the way up to our level tens and our Excel girls. Like we, we talk about all the girls and how we can help them. And it seems to really help the coaches to talk about it with one another and to brainstorm. If one coach is not getting through, another coach can jump in and, and have a different way of working with someone. So the communication between all the coaches is really important. And I really just help facilitate that. Mm -hmm. That's neat. Yeah. So the last question I think would be a fun one to hear, but um, how, what kind of legacy do you want to leave when you're done with owning a gym? That one makes me tear. Um, I think the girls, when they, when they graduate, I know, you know, some of the girls that have graduated like Logan and um, you never knew a couple of the others, but I'm still in touch with them mm -hmm. and uh, on a regular basis. And they, they, they send me successes. They graduate nursing school. They, Logan's and, you know, competing in college gymnastics right now. I think that I want them like the legacy is I want them to know how proud I was like for me personally, the legacy would be that I'm so proud of these girls, whether they graduated as seniors or they retired and now coach for us because we have so many retired girls that coach for us now oh. and they end up being the best coaches we have because they, they know all sides, but just really going back that I'm honored to have worked with them and that how proud I am of them and creating, you know, that I was able to help create a really special place for them to build their lifelong friends that they've felt and built and their memories of our travel meets and our, you know, our regionals and our nationals and our state competitions where we've all had team dinners and mm -hmm. they're going to remember those times forever. And I hope that you know, they will be able to carry on the, what they've learned, their discipline of hard work. And, you know, I, I feel like gymnastics absolutely got me to where I am, which, mm -hmm. you know, I've done a lot of things that have nothing to do with gymnastics, yeah. but it made me, it, I don't know the discipline and that, but legacy, I just want them to remember a positive experience and to always remember that there's a, you know, a, that gymnastics was a safe place for them and not a place that they had to be, you know, afraid of failing because that's how we learn, right? Yeah. We fail and we learn, we pick ourselves up and we keep going. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was an answer or not, but that's perfect. Oh, it was perfect. 
And I forgot to tell you this, but I always ask this question on my podcast. I, I haven't done it lately, but what do you do in your day that brings you joy? put you on the spot that's a that's a that's a hard one I don't know I'm recovering from ACL surgery so it's been a rough uh, eight months for me (laughs) it's been a long I have a lot of respect for girls that come through uh, injuries because this has been a rough one for me but um, you know I (laughs) we always joke when we go to the gym and that's not always about the gym right but we all joke when we go to the gym, if our life is going kind of difficult, we have challenges, the gym is our happy place. Like I go to work, I'm like, ah, okay, my happy place. Good. Oh, so your gym's kind of your joy. Gym is my joy. My dogs are my joy. I play the guitar. That's my escape. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's just a hobby. Not good at it. It's my hobby. Oh. Um, you know, being outside in beautiful Southern California doesn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah, those are things that, um, and making, I make dinner and get to see my husband every night and my daughter's coming home this Saturday. So I'm super excited to see her. Oh, yeah. So much, Suzanne, for taking the time to share with our families. I think it's good for them to hear. You know, I had a, a mom reach out to me last week. Her daughter's quite young, but she was asking me, when should I look into switching gyms? Because I'm kind of at a rec gym and sort of what you described earlier um, as to your own story where you started out that way and then had to move to another gym yourself. You know, a lot of families have to navigate this whole process of figuring out, is this the right place for our daughter? And when you think about how many hours we all were in the gym, it's often way more than we are with our own families. Mm-hmm. So it's so important for parents to take the time to meet with the owners, to um, see a handbook, to hear from them. What is their mission statement? What what do they you know hope to accomplish in the end with the you know with the child? And of course, if they want to do college gymnastics, I always say if they've produced level tens, then they're probably gonna you know, chances are they'll do that with your daughter if she has that, you know, that amount of talent. But some clubs, you know, some of my girls are their first level 10s ever. So it's not always the case, but all those variables add up to importance. And in the end, I feel like when I was a college coach and then, you know, prior to that being a gymnast, you know, the most important thing wherever your kids are is what is their definition of success? Because if you can ask that question and they can answer it and you like that answer, then it, it really does uh, tell you a lot. Um, Cause some people might answer, well, you know, I've got produced this many athletes and, and that's important, you know, but if that's not the most important piece for you as a parent, then you may want to, you know, work through that a little bit more. I would say that meeting with the owners and getting a gut feel of, Mm. they're like just a gut feel of them as people is so important Yeah, because you know we have girls that leave and then we have girls that come from other gyms and typically it's not usually greener on the other side sometimes it is but really it's how you connect with their own community and their 
like how they feel about their gym. And we really feel like we're a community and other gyms are not like that, but some are. And, you know, I always, you do have to go with your gut on that and how you feel. And, you know, I, we always encourage people or parents that if you don't feel comfortable, you should find where you are comfortable, but we feel like we're, you know, we do our best to have that healthy environment. That's the most important thing to me. Right. And when you really think about it, it's great to have a technically really sound program that's teaching the right technique. It's, it's huge in the sport, but really what are they learning as a person? How are they developing as a person? Um, and how do coaches respond to those kinds of questions? I think is really telling. Um, and I remember being a coach when you have that as your top priority is being a part of their lives and helping them develop because they're walking into when you think about it's a gym but it's an actual sort of home i mean it's a place they're opening the door they're going to spend all those hours in there so you really do need to know the philosophy and what their goal is and i feel for coaches i'm not trying to say it can be all mushy and all about their people skills and all that because man it's loud it's crazy <laughs> it's you know, they've got so many demands as a coach and people asking them questions and they're trying to run their groups and trying to keep them on task. And some kids are struggling and, you know, and they've got a lot of numbers, you know? Um, so you can't, you can't ex have, you know, these expectations that are unreal, but I think you can, like you said, instinctively as a parent come away and go, okay, you know, I think we can try this gym or this is a good fit for us or, you know, and ask other parents. I mean, sometimes that's hard to do, but sometimes you might know a parent there. Say, what's your experience been, been like? And sometimes it'll match up. It might be completely different when you get there because parents are all different. Kids are all different. But, you know, just like you would for a job, you would ask people if you knew who had worked for a company, you know, what was it really like? What's the culture like? You know, what's, what's really going on there? So that's really why I wanted to have you on. I hope that this encourages a lot of families. We have a lot of young families that follow me that are not, they haven't hired us because their kids are young. And they ask this question a lot, you know, how do we know if we're at the right gym? And I try not to get into move gyms. I never do because I agree with you. It's not always greener on the other side, you know, but really just be, use it, go in, see how it feels for you as a family and think about all these different points. And if your daughter's progressing and she's happy. I love that. Just let them be. Yeah. Because that's the most important thing. I mean, yeah. I learned that from having a, a daughter that went through it. Yeah. Pushing is never the way, just let them be happy right. and they'll find their own way. And that is another big thing I want parents to grasp is keep an eye on your kids happiness with everything they've gone through this last few years we need to be asking that question in certain different ways but I think checking in making sure that they're doing well um, deep down and not hiding things you know that they're afraid to say I think is really important and if they're spending that many hours outside of your control in your hands you know we really need to be asking them you know how you doing how, how are you feeling beyond how are your skills, how are your meets going, you know, like scores and all that, but really checking in. So. Well, and the, the, the coaches should be doing that too, wherever they are. The coaches should be checking in with everyone. You know, when the girls are warming up, we, 
we chat about school. You know, we chat when I'm there, I always ask what's going on and they're outside worlds, but we always know. I mean, it's so open where we are. We all know what's going on with everybody. We're just a very open. Yeah. We have lots of open lines of communication and we have parent meetings a lot and oh, good. gatherings and social events. And I think that's really important too, because you get to see the coaches outside the gym, which is important. Yeah. It's not as intimidating. No. When you do have things that come up to... And I'm a big proponent of communicating. I tell the girls, go to have a meeting, bring your, bring your parents in there. And, and I always say, and let the girl do the talking, you know, the athlete. So the parents are always like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, they can do it. You'd be surprised, you know. Especially genius girls, There's, they are on top of it. Little yeah. ones too, not even the older ones. The little ones are on top of it. I love it. Yeah. Well, thanks, Suzanne. Um, I really appreciate you coming on our podcast here, and I look forward to continuing to work with some of your families. And um, yeah, so great to see you. Absolutely. Thanks, Jill. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. If you're interested in Jill Hicks Consulting's advising services, head over to www.jhicksconsulting.com and click on the Get Started button to fill out your forms page. One of our advisors will give you a call. We're in your corner and we'll talk to you soon.